This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. We have to bring in our big favorite, Dan Titus of the Action Network, right now joining us on the Roman Guest Line after you had to listen to us roll through a trillion scores and breakdowns. Dan, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. How you doing, sir? What's good, fellas? How you doing tonight? We're doing good. Just trying to win back all the money that the sportsbook stole from us over the past <laughs> few months, and we're, we're doing pretty good right now. Dan, I got to ask you a question about this Boston uh, – not this Boston – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about the Pistons. I want to ask you about what happened last night between the 76ers and Ooh. the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets took it personal on behalf of Ben Simmons. Yeah. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant just went straight at the neck of Joel Embiid and James Harden. Kyrie Irving was excellent defensively, especially against James Harden, which I don't think people are giving him enough credit for. Do you think this is a precursor of what we're going to see in the postseason? Or is this just uh, this just a regular season game that we shouldn't put too much stock in and we should all just act like it didn't happen and we'll see what happens when the lights are turned on extra bright and everybody's full strength? It's a great question because I was running through the same process. You know, like, should I believe in the fact that this, this Sixers squad just completely did not get up for this game? Maybe it was KD just, you know, wanting to put it put it to James Harden for pretty much just quitting on the on the Brooklyn Nets. But I think that I don't know. I'm taking this as like a wake up call for the Sixers. I think that this was like, you know, there's a lot of emotions in the Wells Fargo Center with the return of Ben Simmons, the booing, and all that. Um, I'm not impressed. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It was like I'm, I'm not impressed with the Sixers bench, like Burkhead, Corkmaz, like Shake Milton. This is where and Tobias Harris not showing up. This is the question marks for the Sixers. So I'm a bit concerned, but not enough that, like, I think once we get this in a potential seven-game series, I think we'll see a little bit more competition from the Sixers here. But uh, I think if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you got to feel great the way that Kyrie and, and KD came out, as well as Seth Curry, who just played amazing in that game. They really didn't miss a shot in the first half. Well, they shoot 62, yeah. 63%. So, you know, I think that the defense will probably make their adjustments if they play in a, in a series. But – yeah, if I'm the Sixers, that was the wake-up call. They, they got to play better. We buried the lead uh, with Seth Curry props. We were all focused on the big guys, KD, right, right. all those. Yeah. And uh, we were looking at Seth right there. He just went bonkers. He had 33 points. I'm glad you brought up the bench because that's one thing that stood out to me. I took the uh, Nets yesterday in the first half as two-point dogs. When you compare their benches, the Nets bench actually – they they were they're better in points per game, thirty five point three points per game against the seventy sixers, twenty seven point three. They also are better rebounding and assists per game than the other bit. Like th- this matters when it comes to postseason time, and I don't think now people realize that when you do add Andre Drummond and Seth Curry to that support to the right. stars that they have, and then they pick up Goran Dragic, they just got that much deeper. Their depth used to just be Cam Thomas. And uh, and 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 Lamarcus Aldridge Kessler and Edwards. yeah, and yeah, Castle yeah, exactly. Edwards. Now they're like, hey, hey, Drummond, can you come in here and just stand in front of Embiid? Hey, Seth Curry, you want yeah. to come in here and when Patty Mills is is not doing well and, and and light it up for a little bit. So I love that Brooklyn Nets team. I can't wait till Ben Simmons comes back. Yeah, and 
They're the scariest team in the East right now because them sitting in – I mean, they're going to have a gauntlet for, you know what I'm saying, trying to get through the playoffs here if they got to face the Sixers and then potentially you've got like the Celtics or the Heat maybe later on, maybe the Bucks. But, I mean, if we're talking about a deep squad, the, the Brooklyn Nets tooled up at the right time. And if you can get Ben Simmons to just insert some defense to that offense – that's going to be scary, man. I can't wait to watch the playoffs in the East, man. And then the West, like, it's pretty much Phoenix. You know, early out in the season, it was Golden State, but with the Draymond injury and us not knowing what he's going to look like when he does come back and Wiseman being out, I just, I don't know. I think it's Phoenix in the West for me. They're 53-13. and They've already clinched a playoff spot. Who gives them the best shot in a seven-game series out West? That's a great that's a great question because I'm really looking at the Nuggets right now and the yeah. way that they've been playing. I mean, they're 10 and one over their last 11 games. I think they're seven and one after the post post All Star break. Nikola Jokic is going right now. This is another thing we talked about last time I was on, but uh, I think he's making that run for MVP right now. Yep. He's plus 145. I looked last night at BetMGM. They're playing against the Sixers in Philly on Monday night. To me, that's going to be the make the make or break game for this MVP race because if James Harden continues to play that he's that continues to play the way that he's playing. That might draw, draw down the stock a little bit of, of Joel Embiid. And who's Nikola Jokic playing with, man? Like, Will Barton's been out the last couple of games. We're seeing Austin Rivers getting started in minutes. <laughs> like, it's just getting it's, – it's, it's absurd how good Jokic is. So, I love, I love the way that the, the Nuggets have been looking. Dallas is hitting their stride at the right time. Like, granted, they had that – I don't know what it is about Luka and the Dallas Mavericks not being able to beat the Knicks. But um, outside of that game, they've been playing very well. Um, and then you got to look at the Jazz. I mean, no one wants to talk about the Jazz ever because they're always that regular season team that falls uh-uh, out. Oh, Dan, no. Get, gets to the playoffs and then they disappear. So, but you got to, I mean, they're, they're, they're decent. I mean, with this competition, I feel like every, I think you're right. Um, it's the Suns and then there's everybody else. So if Chris Paul doesn't maybe come back to the way that they were before his injury, I think that there's a little bit of parity there that could actually make it really interesting in the West. Dan, I will not allow you to come on these airwaves Uh-oh. and try to talk me into the Utah Jazz. I was trying to put this He's in. He's like LeBron. The Jazz ain't. Nobody was playing with the Jazz in NBA Jam. Nobody. Dan, and I know you weren't playing with the Jazz. Come on, man. We are brothers. We was not playing. We do not believe in the Utah Jazz. Let's just stop it. And I feel like we do this. Jeff Hornacek. Come on. John Stockton and Greg Ostertag. I call it, I call it A-button basketball. A-button basketball. Just pass the ball, keep passing, then you shoot. I don't want to see it. We all know that team's not going to do anything. Donovan Mitchell's going to skip town. He's going to go to Miami to get them a real star. They're going to take the, the the contract of Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, put together, and finally pay a real star. I'm not buying the Utah Jazz. Um, so also, no, it is. I feel that I, you're not wrong in that. Thank I'm you. not betting on them, okay. but I'm just saying that there could be a slight chance that they could get it together if the Suns uh, mess around and, and get an early exit. Hey Dan, uh, is is my John Morant MVP ticket just all the way dead? Is is it just it's just Joel Embiid and uh, Nikola Jokic now? Yeah, I think that the hardest thing about Ja's argument is that they're not going to be able to catch up with the Suns. Yeah. If they could get that first seed, I think the argument is certainly there. But I think, I mean, most improved player, he's got that locked up. But MVP, he's he's the showtime. He is the showtime of of the NBA right now. Like if you're watching any kind of entertainment for basketball, John Moran is the highlight. So I think going into next season, man, he's gonna definitely have some hype to him. That I'm gonna I'm gonna take in those early stocks in it because the way that this team, they're young. They play great defense. I think they got to figure out their half-court offense a little bit and their three-point shooting, I mean, outside of Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. But, you know, defensively, I think they did a great thing in acquiring Steven Adams, veteran presence. They can get this together. I think they could be one of the more dangerous teams next year over the next few years because they're just super young. Yeah. And when you have someone like a star like John Morant, man, that's ascending this way, phew, I wasn't expecting this. This, this version of him 
is, is, is definitely going to be, you know, top player in the league, going to be one of those top all-star vote getters uh, for years to come. Dan, I got a question for you, and please, please you feel free to say no. <laughs> do, do you mind doing another segment with us after the break? It is Friday Let's night. Go. All right. Let's go. That's, that's what I love, Dan. We took forever. All this basketball going on, we took forever to get you on. We actually have to go to break right now, and I feel like our conversation just isn't quite finished. Kind of like you get the girl's number, and, you, and then you can't see the last digit, so you're just like, man, what, what a misconnection. So, Dan, we're going to bring you back after the break, brother. Thank you for sticking around. For sure. Our guy, Dan Titus of the Action Network. We're going to get him for a two-piece biscuit. After the break, we can ask him some more NBA questions because, man, we do love March Madness right yeah. now. I mean, and we're just at the tip of the iceberg. But the NBA is about to get so crazy. We saw a little taste last night. Yeah, we man, saw that felt a, like a playoff it series, It felt like right? a playoff, playoff series. Game. And we all know what Katie and Kyrie are capable of doing. People talk trash in their name. Does Kyrie love basketball? Kyrie looks like he loved basketball to me. He just don't love the vaccine. It's just that simple sometimes. People, when he we loves come cooking back, James Harden. And he does love cooking <laughs> James Harden. Going back now to the Roman guest line for part two, the interview with our guy, Dan Titus of the Action Network. Dan, thank you for holding on. I got to ask you, and it's so rude of me, we're a live sports gambling show. We gamble all night. Do you have any plays that you like tonight in the NBA or anything that hasn't started yet, like Toronto, Phoenix, or even the Wizards on the road against the Los Angeles Lakers? Or also, I know you do everything, college hoops as well. Yeah, I... Man, my, my card's going all right so far. I bet the uh, the Clippers three and my, plus three and a half in the uh, against the Atlanta Hawks first half. But I also nice. took a play plus six uh, for the full game because I don't trust Atlanta's defense. I mean, as well as they've been on offense, one of the top offensive efficiency teams, um, their defense is so suspect despite being on their home floor. So anytime you got a chance to bet on the Atlanta Hawks against the Atlanta Hawks, I'd go for it, especially when they're on the road. Um, I, I got to stay away from the Laker, Lakers, man. Like, I just don't know that I can trust them, even against the Wizards. You talked about at the top of the show, like, the Wizards, can they do tanking right? But ever since, like, Chris Stapp's Porzingis came back, it's like they kind of figured out how to play ball a little bit. So I, I got to stay away from the Lake show here. But um, the other game, Toronto and Phoenix, I'm kind of intrigued by that under here, man. Like, mm. with Toronto playing so many damn minutes for their starters, and Fred Van Vliet, you know, he was out for several games. He's now back into the fold. But Phoenix, you know, coming off a very good win over the, the Miami Heat, I think there's a little letdown here that we might see. And, you know, Toronto doesn't have a deep bench. So, you know, if they struggle to shoot, um, you know, it could be a long night for Toronto. And, you know, if, if Phoenix has a little bit of a letdown, I could definitely see the angle for it. So I think that's seen, I'm seeing that under 222 and a half right now. Um, so I'm going to take the under there. Dan, I know there were a bunch of injuries last year in the playoffs, but when you look at the futures market, man, for the NBA Finals, and you see the Suns plus 400, the Nets plus 550, who right now, aren't they the eighth seed? Yeah. Uh, the Warriors yeah. plus 550, and then you see the Bucks are still 6-1. to one. I just feel like even if you don't love this year's Bucks team, that's just super disrespectful. They're the defending champs, and they probably have the best player on the planet right behind Kevin Durant and Giannis plus 600. Just your thoughts on Milwaukee. You know, they're right there with Philadelphia plus 650, and I just I feel like that's a little disrespectful, that price. 100% agree. It is, it's, it's certainly disrespectful for the defending champ. And to be honest, I feel like they've been – they've really just been in cruise control all season. Like, yeah. they've been good enough just to get by. Like, let's not forget, they're sitting there chilling in the three seed right now and only a couple games out of, of first place. So, it's not like this team just completely fell off the map. And they've been doing this without Brooke Lopez, who was actually a very critical part to their front court defense last year. So, you know, despite losing Pat Connaughton for what looks to be a considerable amount of time – I think that trade of Dante DiVincenzo kind of hurt them at the time because they didn't really have much depth in their backcourt. George Hill's been missing time. But 
you know, Sergi Baca, he'll hold it down until Brooke Lopez comes back. I think he's been cleared for practice. So watch out for those bucks. I mean, at, at six to one, I, I think that's a worthy value bet there, just considering if you, you get Giannis, playoff Giannis, making free throws, you got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton's been playing very well. This is a scary team at, if they're firing on all cylinders. So you can't discount the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at all.